Oh, sugar, why do you have to be so yummy? We all know the phrase, just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Isn't that an odd phrase? It really sets up our thoughts of sugar really bad at a very young age. Makes us think like, oh, good, yummy sugar. It's going to make the yucky bad things be okay. But it's really not true. It's a bad setup for our body to kind of spiral out of control. Sugar is everywhere here, especially in America. We have yummy bakeries everywhere. We have ice cream shops in every small town, lots of them in the bigger towns. And we have so many coffee shops, it's quite incredible. And the fancy, more popular coffee drinks are those laden with sugar, so much sugar. I bet that you would have one large yummy mocha frappe latte <laughs> would be equivalent to a piece of cake. That's how much sugar would be in that. So basically here in America, it is so hard to avoid these sugars in our society. We really have to be conscientious to avoid sugar because processed sugar is in so many things. In fact, I found this study from the Diabetes Council that said the Americans in the United States have the highest average daily sugar consumption anybody else in the world. If you traveled anywhere outside of the United States, you'll see that that is true. We have way more sugary foods access here in the United States than anywhere else. I actually learned that Americans eat on average 150 pounds of sugar a year. That's equivalent to just over five pounds of sugar every two weeks not healthy at all. Did you know that sugar is really considered to be highly addictive? It really acts like a drug in our brain. When you eat processed sugar, the brain releases dopamine and serotonin. That boosts your mood, so of course it makes you happy, for a short period of time at least. Just think about it. If sugar is acting like a drug in your brain, and you know how difficult it is for drug addicts to get off drugs, they have treatment programs for these drug addicts. That's just kind of eye-opening to see like, oh, it really is difficult to get your body off of processed sugar. So I learned from Dr. Eric Berg, who is a holistic chiropractor on, the, on YouTube. He talked about seven signs of eating too much sugar. Number one, frequent urination. Number two, excess thirst and dry mouth. Three, hunger between meals. Four, blurred vision. Five, irritability. Six, fatigue, even after sleeping. And seven, genital itching. So those are some pretty significant signs that you're having too much sugar. We're gonna learn from Vivian, who considers herself to be a sugar mama, on how did she overcome these sugar cravings and really sugar addictions. And I'm gonna follow up later on in our episode with giving a few tips and tricks on what you can do to help with these sugar cravings. Stay tuned. Well, welcome back, Vivian. I am so thrilled that you could be back again chatting with me today. Thank you, I'm excited to be here. So for those listeners who haven't had a chance yet to listen to your first interview with me, can you give the listeners a little background about who you are? Without going into all the things, um, I'll just kind of give you a quick little overview. I'm married uh, to my best friend for the last almost 21 years. I'm a bonus mom to two adult kids. And I have five grandkids ranging, uh, ranging from the age of 18 down to five months. I'm pretty busy. I'm also a career woman as well. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you today about sugar. 
Well, it's definitely a hot topic these days. I love the fact, and I'm very curious, I'm sure the listeners are going to be curious about the fact that you call yourself a sugar mama, or maybe would you call yourself a recovering sugar mama? I would say recovering sugar mama because it's an everyday thing. Um, have to make those conscious efforts every day to make good choices. Absolutely. That is so true. Same for me. <laughs> I'm recovering. It's very hard. Sugar is everywhere. And why does it have to be so yummy? I know, huh? That's that's the hard part. So you have some incredible stories that I want you to share with the listeners on your journey of being a sugar mama. And what did that look like? Could you share some of your stories? Yeah. So, you know, I didn't realize I had a problem until it's been a, it's been about three, four years ago when I was having such a craving for sugar. I was at home. I had just gotten home from work, had such a craving. I couldn't stop thinking about this coconut layer cake. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite go-to desserts. And I couldn't get it off my mind. And so I had actually um, gotten dressed. I mean, I'd taken off my work clothes, was settling in for the afternoon or the evening, got dressed, drove myself to the grocery store, went in, bought a cake, and then sat in the parking lot, Krista, and I ate the whole thing. Well, I didn't eat the whole thing. I ate almost all of it. And I didn't even have a fork. I was just, just eating it, just eating it. And I didn't even dawn on me until I drove home and I had the, uh, the grocery bag and, and the half-eaten cake. And, and I was like, I got to get rid of the evidence, right? I can't be bringing this into the house. My husband would have been like, you know, who ate the other half of the cake? And so I shoved it in our trash bin and, you know, acted like nothing ever happened. And I tell you what, the guilt and the shame that I felt for doing that was so overwhelming. And so it was then that I realized, okay, we we got a problem and I, I need to go get some help for this. Did you go seek some counseling after that? So I did. So on the corner of my neighborhood, there was actually an office. The doctor was a chiropractor, is a chiropractor, but he also has a nutrition program in, in the office as well. And so I had seen, they had these little things in, in their yard that, you know, said, come on, see us for nutrition tips and all that. So I decided to just go in the next day. I didn't even make an appointment and I was almost in tears and said, I need to talk to somebody about nutrition. I, I think I have either an addiction to sugar or I've got some, some issues with sugar and, and I need to get some help. And um, that's when they introduced me to a program and I got started on that program and it really helped wean me off and teach me some, some good nutrition habits. And so I'm curious, in those first few days of being weaned off sugar, did you go through withdrawals? So it was more than just a few days for me. I, I had a lot of candida and sugar in my body, had a lot of inflammation. And so, you know, getting off of that, I mean, I, it was cold turkey, right? It wasn't that I was being weaned, it was stopped. And so first things that I noticed was really bad headaches that I couldn't get rid of even with like aspirin. I just had really bad headaches. I was very moody very uh, irritated. Um, in fact, I would even say at some point there was a little bit of depression mixed in there because I ha still had the cravings. I still wanted this, but yet I was depriving myself. And so when I would have those stressors or something that would trigger me that I would typically turn to sugar for, you know, to help 
relieve those triggers, I couldn't do that anymore. And so it angered me. And so I was very irritable, very angry. And it got to the point where the cravings were so incredibly intense, it really monopolized my thoughts. And there were some days that I just felt almost as if I was losing my mind because I just had this intense feeling of unsatisfaction that I could not, I couldn't um, satisfy that craving. So that last, oh my goodness, that lasted, the, the intensity lasted a couple of weeks, but I would say it took about five, six months for me to get over all of that completely. Wow. That is a long time. So there was... I don't know all the scientific and the psychology behind all of that, but you were a trooper to stick with it, though. And so I'm curious, did you have some setbacks along that way? That's a long journey. Oh, yes. I mean, yes, I did. But, you know, I was learning new habits. So I had learned how to grocery shop better. I learned where to get good sugar. So so in the program that I was in, it wasn't that you stop eating sugar altogether. You stop eating the bad sugar and you replace it with the good sugar. So my my body was getting sugar, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting the satisfaction because it wasn't cake and cookies the and processed sugar. Yeah. And so there would be a time here and there when I would there was a um a store about four or five blocks from my house called the twisted sugar and they made cookies, the best cookies. And when I would get a little craving or whatever that I couldn't satisfy, I would go and I would just get one. And then what I would do is I would cut it. They were kind of big and I would cut it in fours and then I would freeze them. And then I would just take a corner piece of it, you know? So, so I guess that's cheating, but it could have been a lot worse. (laughs) Right. I think that's a good strategy though, because you're not eating at all and you're mindful and you had a little bit. A little. (laughs) Did it set you off to be like, oh, the next day you're like, oh, now I I want more? Not necessarily. You know, Krista, we talked about this in, in our last podcast, but it was also during this time that I was diagnosed with melanoma. And so I kind of was on another path too of just trying to get my body healthy. And this was just kind of all part of it. And so I knew mentally that this was bad for me. I needed to fuel my body with, with good food and good sugars. And so, yeah, so I'd have those setbacks, but it wouldn't necessarily push me over the edge where I would go and eat another cake in the car. (laughs) So you had some new motivation based on your cancer diagnosis. That makes sense. Yes, ma'am. Can you share with us some of the tips and tricks and solutions that you were taught as to how to like trade out some of the bad sugars for some healthy sugars? Yeah. So one of the things that I learned, which was so valuable, and I I use it now even, is learning to recognize what the triggers are, like what is triggering that sugar craving. And what I'm finding for me, it's really about stress. You know, sometimes I, when I'm bored, like if I'm at work, I, uh, the work that I do, I do a lot of reading and writing in my job. And sometimes the the topic isn't very exciting and it makes me sleepy or, you know, whatever. And I find myself wanting something, something sweet, you know, because it kind of pumps up my energy levels a little bit. And so I've learned to recognize what those triggers are. And that's been very helpful for me to understand that. And then also to not fixate on those triggers or the fact that I'm having a craving. Because I found that the more that I think about it, the more that I want it, right? We always want what we can't have. And so trying to get my mind on something else, not thinking about that sugar. Some other things, you know, and it's, they're so obvious, but sometimes we need to be reminded, don't 
buy that stuff. Don't go to the grocery store and buy that stuff. You know, don't have it in your house so that you're not tempted. Now, I have been known to go to the, I mean, obviously I was home when I bought the coconut cake. So I've been known to go to the store and get what I want when I want it. But I don't do that anymore. I really try to, if there's a craving or something, I go for a walk or get moving. I fold laundry. For some reason, folding laundry, it just, it helps me. I don't know why. I do that. I also keep my hunger under control. So if I, you know, eat those snacks throughout the day, the healthy snacks throughout the day, I'm not starving by noon, you know, or by four o'clock. And then th those are usually the times that I would typically start searching for the, the sweets and stuff. The other thing that I do is I eat protein for breakfast now. That's something I didn't used to do before. Those days of, uh, you know, just getting up and having coffee and a donut or coffee and a pastry and stuff like that, that's typically what I used to do. And now, um, like I have two hard boiled eggs in the kitchen waiting, <laughs> waiting for me after this podcast. So trying to add more protein uh, in my diet as well. So the other thing, and I'll just end with this because we're almost with Halloween. So I was that person that would buy, you know, those $15 bags of candy. I'd buy them and then I would eat them. <laughs> so I'd buy them early. They've been in the stores for about three weeks now. And I'm like, oh, let me just get a bag. So we'll have it ready. And the next thing you know, it's gone. It's all gone. And then I they're, so small. they're so small <laughs> and, you know, and you just think I'll just have a couple. And the next thing you know, the bag's gone and then you have to go buy another one. So I am not buying any Halloween candy until literally Halloween day. So these poor kids, they may get the bad candy, like the stuff nobody wants because the stores are out of the good stuff, but I have to. <laughs> That's a good tactic too. One thing, as you were talking about, like getting your mind distracted, I did a little research before our chat today and I found this guy, his handle on YouTube is called Motivational Doc. And he suggested to help your mind get distracted to do something where you're taking your hands so or like you're taking three fingers and you're tapping it on your forehead. And you're also looking at your fingers as you're tapping. So it's engaging your mind in this new way of like having your frontal visual cortex engaged and that helps your mind get distracted and gets rid of the cravings. I love it. Easy. Yeah. I just learned this yesterday, so I haven't had the chance to try it, but <laughs> I am definitely going to be engaging that. And I'll put a link in the show notes too, in case anyone wants to watch this guy for those who are listening on the podcast and not on YouTube, but it's just really, it's just really easy. So I, and I like the, the fact it's uh, engaging your body in this, this new way. So very fun. Now, before the show, Vivian, you were sharing with me that you also liked tea. Can you share with us this tea that you found that you were really enjoying? Yeah. So it's kind of funny because it's a tea that's offered where I get my hair done <laughs> and they always offer you tea or coffee or whatever. And I'm going to try to put it on, see if you can see it. It's called Aveda. It's the, can you see that? Aveda tea. Aveda is the name of the, um, the salon, but they also have their own tea and um, it has one carb, zero sugars, zero added sugar, but the, one of the main ingredients is licorice. And you would think, you know, I don't know if you're a licorice fan or not. I'm not, but uh, it provides that, uh, that sweetness that um, really satis satisfies me. And so, yeah, so I sip on it. I do, I drink it hot. You can also drink it cold as well, but I'll make myself a, a cup of that 
often. Um, usually it's about mid-morning because that's when I start getting a little, need a little something. And I'll have that and, and, and a nutritious snack. And it really satisfies. So That's awesome. But I like the, the natural sweetness mm-hmm. coming from herbs and it just helps curb the appetite. So I would usually drink it at night because that's when my husband and I like to snack. So if I have like the tea, then it helps like just take away the cravings. Like yeah. okay, I'm having some sweetness, but it's natural. Yeah. And it's funny that you said that. And because I talk about my, my triggers, you know, where, where I feel snacky and eat sugar and yours is in the evenings where mine is around, you know, anywhere from 10 to noon. And then again, from (laughs) three to five. (laughs) Well, I will say around four o'clock, I do get cravings. So if I do, and dinner is not anywhere in the near future, then I will try to go for some nuts because those have great protein to help overcome the hurdles and not go for the chocolate. Yeah. Good job. Good job. I do love, I love chocolate. So yeah, trying to stay away from that. So Vivian, I know your, your testimony is really strong that you found even greater help when you decided to go to God to help you with these cravings. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that God puts people in our path, you know, doctors and so forth, nutritionists to help us um, as well. But I really wanted to do this right. I, you know, I believe our, our bodies are our temples and that we need to take good care of them. And so I, I did go to God with this since I can't do this by myself. I don't even know if I can do this with the help of earthly doctors. And so I started really diving into the scriptures about, I mean, you know, I didn't necessarily try to look for help me with sugar cravings, but there's so many scriptures that talk about temptation and our strength in Christ and and how to be disciplined and, and how to heal our bodies. And so I really dug into that. You know, one of my favorite uh, scriptures that I have that I have posted on my cork board is 1 Corinthians 10, 13, where it talks about that no temptation has overtaken us, that God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And he always provides a way out. And I, that's in the back of my mind. Every time I start having a craving and I want to reach for something that I shouldn't have or go get something that I shouldn't have, he gives me a way out. And, you know, we've talked about that a little bit earlier. How do you avoid them and stuff? And he brings to mind, here's a better choice. Go do this instead. And so I really rely on 1 Corinthians 10, 13 for that. That is so powerful and and such a great reminder. God is always with us and we can lean on him and he will help us. Yes. And give us a way out. Yes. Amen. That's perfect. Every time. We got to take it though. Yes, that's right. So Vivian, do you have some encouragement for those listeners that might be like us who have had incredible sugar cravings? What would you like to say to them? Well, first of all, I want to say you're not alone. Um, It's funny. I had posted a very vulnerable blog post (laughs) a month or so ago uh, talking about my journey and the outpouring of support that I've received from that, from other women and comments too saying, oh my gosh, I'm in the same boat or I've been there or let me tell you my story. And we're kind of able to kind of giggle about some of these stories because we it's just so unbelievable. Some of the things that we have done in order to satisfy these cravings, but we're not alone, right? So, so I think that is very important to know that if you are struggling with something like this, 
to know that you're not by yourself. You're not crazy. I don't want to say this is necessarily normal, but it's common. And so maybe reach out to your girlfriends or, or friends or family and ask, you know, are they going through the same thing and how are they overcoming it? Obviously, you know, being a Christian, I, I turn to God, you know, and ask God for, for assistance in that and to send me the resources that I need that will help me overcome this, right? It's a stronghold in my life that, that I need help with. And so, and he's done that, you know, like I said, he, he sent certain uh, doctors and nutritionists my way. He has pointed me to certain books that I've read, podcasts and things like that. So you're not alone. Seek help. And most importantly, seek God first. Amen. That is such great words of wisdom. Thank you. And thank you, Vivian, for joining me again today. It's been such a joy having you. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. I just love talking with you. It's fun. So we have learned some wonderful tips and tricks from Vivian on how to help with sugar cravings and definitely Going to the Lord always is a great first start. For those that want to know some tips and tricks nutritionally, let's talk about some that I've learned. One is, first of all, ask yourself if you're dehydrated. Try drinking some warm or even cold water where you have squirted some lemon in and some ginger. That has helped me tremendously a number, a number of times to get over some sugar craving. Another, make sure that you have a wide variety of vegetables in your diet. So many people focus on just a few types of vegetables, carrots, celery, lettuce, maybe cucumbers. I don't know. The American variety of vegetables is really low. Try expanding your amount of vegetables and increasing your volume because you probably do have too little intake of your vegetables. Another way to help stave off sugar cravings is to stabilize your blood sugar with more and better protein and fat. Some protein, really looking for those whole muscle meats, great, as well as um, dairy products. One thing that I have found super helpful lately is intermittent fasting that really has helped curb my sugar cravings. I've been learning a lot more about intermittent fasting and I do hope to do an episode soon on it. What that means for me is to have a window from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And outside of that window, I'm not eating any food. So I don't even have a temptation to go eat one chocolate chip. It is no food outside of that. I do have tea, water, and coffee, but that intermittent fasting actually, after a couple weeks of your body getting used to it, has helped me greatly decrease my cravings for sugar. Another tip, make sure that you avoid having any food in your diet that has synthetic sugars like NutraSweet. That's really hard on your body and it actually sets you up for having more cravings of other sweets. And studies show that it can actually make you insulin resistant. Some things that can actually help increase your cravings for sugar, stress, stress is a lot of bad things for your body, caffeine, alcohol, not having enough sleep, that also does a number on your body for a whole host of other things, and the use of antibiotics. And finally, my last tip on what you can do to help push off any chocolate cravings or sugar cravings. Sorry, chocolate is my number one craving, but sugar cravings. I read a study from the Cleveland Clinic that talked about the power of limes. So limes in particular, even like compared to lemons, are so helpful from helping you have sugar 
cravings from helping your blood sugar to have these big swings. And the study actually showed that just one slice of a lime wedge is all you need to squirt into your water. That's not much. One thing that you can do is if you buy in bulk, you can squirt a slice of lime into some ice cubes. Well, how about squirt some lime into your ice cube trays, add some water in it, and they're ready to go. Don't have to worry about your limes going bad. They're just sitting there ready for a nice hot day. Great for afternoon pick-me-up of just getting that wonderful lime flavor. Helps with hydration. It is a great tool to put in your tool belt. I hope these tips help today. Before we go, let me pray for you. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to share tips and tricks on how to stave off food cravings. These cravings are not from you, Lord. Thank you that you are the source of all truth, that you will help us in any problem that we may have, and especially with sugar addiction, Lord. We know that you will give us away. Lord, I pray that you bless everyone listening, that they come to you first, that they also rely on these tips and tricks that you have provided for us to have in our everyday life. I pray all this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.